3: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is the Jesse Kelly Show. A couple other things I need to get to. Before, excuse me. Before I get to the Joe Biden stuff and the Washington Post and everything else, this one, this one's going to be a little different. It's going to be more of a life thing than anything else. There is something out there. Apparently, this is an online thing called Twitch. Uh, what's Twitch, fellas? It's just an online thing, right? You can watch people streaming. So you watch people play video games or something is that what you do they do all kinds of things but they do video games okay so there's something called twitch streaming i sound like such an old man i'm going somewhere with this just hang with me there's something called twitch streaming and there's a dude i don't know how to say this freaking guy's name kai Senat or senate or something like that anyway long way of long way of saying he tried to put on a free concert in new york city union square Turned into a riot, of course. Looting, stealing, beating, everything. And you don't know who this guy is, and you don't know what Twitch is. But he went out and said this, and I just think there's an important lesson here, although an uncomfortable one for all of us.
2: Wherever you come from, you want to give back to your community, and you want to do nice things. You feel what I'm saying? But after Friday, bro, I've come to realize the amount of not only power, but influence that I have on people, bro. And I'm saying that to say this. I am beyond, bro, disappointed. Beyond, bro, beyond disappointed in anybody who became destructive that day, bro. 100.
4: Okay, I can't take that. I can't take that anymore. We got we got the idea. Um, He's beyond disappointed at anybody who got destructive that day. By the way, people watch that on purpose. People watch that to hear him talk. Do I have that right, Michael, Chris? They, they do. A lot of people. There are a lot of them. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's not the most hopeful news about the next generation. Anyway, all right, anyway, th- th- let's, we're moving on. We're moving on. He's disappointed about how people got destructive. But here's the truth, and this is a good truth that we all should remember. <sighs> you have to price out the riffraff. And if there's ever a free concert of any kind, a free event, you should not want to go. And you know why? Because at a free event, you're going to get the free event crowd. I would never in a million years do a free event like that of any kind. Never. Oh, Chris just told me that guy has a 100,000 viewers right now. Okay, he said some Twitch streamer has 100,000 people who watch him. Okay, wow, that's amazing. All right, anyway, a free event. And I say this because I think this is beneficial to all of us in life. Uh, the wife and I, there's this place down here where we live, and they have laser tag and bowling and all kinds of stuff, arcade games, all kinds of stuff in one place. And so obviously it's Kid Paradise. If the boys get good grades that week or something like that, we take them out to this place. And they had a night, we used to go all the time, I won't give you the night of the week, but there was a night of the week that it was half price night. So, me being who I am, that's the night we always went, half price night. Twice. And then we commented to friends of ours that it was a pretty rough crowd in there. Is it normally like that? And my buddy says, well, when did you go? And I told him the day, and he just started laughing and laughing and laughing, and he said, dude, that's half price night. What did you think you were going to get? We went a different night? It was like you had airdropped. It's like you had picked up the place and airdropped it from this area to the nicest area in the country. It was just, it was like it was a different place altogether. If there's ever something free, including a concert, avoid it. All right? I just had to get that off my chest. Now let's talk about money, bribery, politics. Actually, let's talk about the human heart. You know who Philip Bump is? You probably don't. But Philip Bump is a national columnist for the Washington Post. And the New York Times gets all kinds of hate, and they deserve it. And CNN gets all kinds of hate, and they deserve it. Washington Post somehow avoids a lot of that hate, and you can make the argument that Washington Post is the most despicable media organization in the entire country. Remember when the leader of ISIS got killed and the Washington Post immediately ran with the headline, not calling him a terrorist or a murderer, they called him an austere religious scholar. And the backlash was so vicious they eventually had to take it down and delete it. But that is the Washington Post. If you had to build a media publication full of only America-hating savages who want to set a match to this entire place and burn it to the ground, you would build the Washington Post. That's how evil this place is. Now, this news has come out about Biden, and this is going to lead to the Washington Post. James Comer, he's the big cheese on this House Oversight Committee. And he had a lot to say, and I mean a lot to say, about Joe Biden and where they are and what's happening.
2: Going to subpoena Hunter Biden.
5: Yeah, this is always going to end with the Bidens coming in front of the committee. Uh, We are going to subpoena the family. I mean, we're putting the case together to win in court. Obviously, with all the opposition and obstruction we're getting from the Biden attorneys now, uh, we know that this is going to end up in court when we subpoena the Biden. So we're putting together a case, and I think we've done that very well. If I had subpoenaed Joe and Hunter Biden the first day I became chairman of the committee, it would have been tied up in court and the judge would have eventually thrown it out. Because at that time, the narrative was, well, they never took any money while he was vice president. He never had any communication with his business associates. And, uh, you know, the, the the money never came from China. We've had to go every step of the way and prove the media narrative was wrong and the vice president and the, and the current president lied. We have caught Joe Biden in so many lies, I can't even count the number of lies now. But I wish the media would ask the president, mm. What exactly did your family do to receive this $21 million that the House Oversight Committee has, has proven? He just continues to say, well, that's a lie. That's not true. We have their bank records, Maria. Okay. Bank records don't lie.
4: Okay, now let's deal with Philip Bump because that's really what this is about. I find people in human nature and what people do and don't do and what drives people, I find it to be endlessly fascinating. Philip Bump for The Washington Post wrote an article today, and it was titled, So Where's the Bribe, James Comer? James Comer is that representative you just heard right there. And he goes on. I'm obviously not going to read the garbage article for you, and you shouldn't either. He goes on to essentially say, You don't have any records of direct payments made to Joe Biden's bank account. Okay, so let's talk about this for a moment. You obviously laugh that off and roll it off, roll roll your eyes, and so do I. We all know, we now know, again, this is not talk radio fodder. We all know, we know facts now. We know the facts of shell companies. We know the payments. We know the payment amounts. We know who the payments went to. We know, we know these things. These are known. These are not my opinion. This isn't even truth. These are black and white facts written down. We have the information. It is not debatable that the Biden family took large quantities of money from foreign entities, foreign oligarchs and others. We know that. I want to stress this for all the liberal Aunt Peggy's who hate listening to the show. And I know you live in a world of make believe and you haven't seen this on MSNBC, but I want to stress this again. I want you to go look it up yourself. It's not my opinion. It is a fact. The Biden family has taken millions of dollars, millions of dollars without explanation from foreign companies. Now, let's also break through something else because there's something else. There's another language thing out there that's bothering me right now. You'll hear Republicans do this. You'll hear pundits do this on the right. You'll hear them talk about how Joe was involved in Hunter's business. Joe was involved in Hunter's business. Joe was involved in Hunter's business. Hunter's business? If I start a crime family and Jewish producer Chris's job is to protect me so he goes out and meets with all the other criminals he gives them the drugs and then he takes in the payments for me and he starts all the shell companies for me but i'm the boss of the crime family am i involved in chris's business or is chris involved in my business hunter biden doesn't have a business hunter biden's a nobody crack addict loser joe biden has a business joe biden is not involved in Hunter Biden's business. Hunter Biden's involved in Joe Biden's business as Joe Biden was the only one with anything to sell. Which brings me back to Philip Bump. And we're going to do a little analysis here. Let's know our enemy in just a moment. Before we get to that, let's get to this. I've done some analysis of my own. And I've figured out that Human beings spend a third of their lives in bed. Actually, I didn't do that at all. I totally stole that research from someone else. But it makes sense: eight hours a day, twenty-four divided by three, somewhere close to eight. I don't know. I look—I'm not a mathematician. But if you spend eight hours a day, don't you think you should prioritize your bedding? Maybe get some Giza Dream Sheets from My Pillow on that bed. Giza Dream Sheets made from Giza, the world's best cotton. They're at their lowest price ever right now. You can get Giza Dream Sheets as low as twenty nine ninety eight. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and use the promo code JESSE, and you're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or you can call 800-845-0544. Give up your garbage sheets. Go to Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow.
1: Listening to the Oracle.
0: You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Remember, you can you you look, you can download the whole show. iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. The iHeartRadio app is free for Pete's sake. What a what a what a charitable person I am. What Chris? What a charitable person I am to just give this away for free. You know, freedom is not free. It's not but the Jesse Kelly show is. So freedom is actually more expensive than the Jesse Kelly show. Something to think about. Does that make the Jesse Kelly show superior to freedom? I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. All right, quit back to the Washington post and Philip bump. So Philip bump wrote an article. Now that we have all this documentation again, I'm sorry, liberal aunt Peggy. I don't need your opinion. You don't need my opinion. It's all in black and white. Joe Biden is a criminal. Joe Biden has taken gigantic bribes from overseas. He used his family members as bag men, obviously his brother's son. but it was all about Joe Biden, the man with the actual power to affect things these people want done. It's Joe Biden's crimes. It's Joe Biden's bribery. So you analyze all this information if you're national columnist Philip Bump of the Washington Post and you sit down and and you're looking at remember. As big of a loser as this guy is, he can read. He's a columnist. He can read. So he can read the same bribery information I've read. He knows what I know. But he reads all of this, and he still sits down to pen an article defending Joe Biden. Honestly, with a straight face sitting down and saying, well, there's no direct payments. Now, My question is, and it's not even really a question, it's just more of a wake-up for all of us. Are you ready to acknowledge these people are religious zealots now? Who other than a religious zealot would embrace such despicable behavior and think they're the good guy? Who would do that? And it's not as if I expect some communist apparatchik like Philip Bump to come out and endorse the Republican or something like that. It's not what I'm saying. But who looks at the facts that say the President of the United States of America is a criminal who is criminally compromised by overseas interests, and you're looking at the facts, the black and white facts, and your motivation is to write an article defending it? How sick do you have to be? How far beyond help? Well, I guess I probably should. I guess I answered my own question, I should say, because Joe Biden's well beyond hope. Well beyond help. You see, Joe Biden has been lying forever about his son, Bo Biden. We've talked about it extensively on the show how despicable it is, how he routinely uses Bo Biden whenever he's in a situation with the military or military families. He uses him as political cover. His dead son. His dead son's just a political prop for him. Apparently, Joe Biden has been—he's been hearing the noise about how upset we are about the endless lies. I died in Iraq. He died in Afghanistan. And my son died. And so now Joe Biden is trying to tell at least some version of the truth. The problem is Joe Biden has lied for so long about his son's death, he can't even get the truth out.
6: Thousands of troops. And they had to live in their hooches, not far from, from proximity from these burn pits. The one in, in, in Iraq, my son was about uh, 400 yards from one of the burn pits, living there for a year in his hooch. They breathed that toxic material sometimes for months at a time. And the case of my son and his buddies for an entire year, causing headaches, numbness, dizziness, cancer. This is not about my son, but just an example of how close it was. My son, Bo, was one of those parachutes. He went with the fittest guy in his unit and came home and. Oops. And he came home but died of glioblastoma. It's, uh, it's personal for my family, but it's also personal for so many of you.
4: The Biden administration is hearing it. What that was, that was a direct response to those Gold Star moms. Who came out recently and publicly blasted Joe Biden for him meeting with them and making it all about his son, and then lying about his son? I had to, I, I we had to meet our my son's casket on the tarmac too. Bald faced lie after bald faced lie again. Total sociopath
6: and one who can't read. Represented Mark Mark Excuse me, Ticano.
4: But at least. At least he's boned up on his history like Roosevelt and the telephone. People
6: sometimes say, why are you doing that? Imagine if for a long time Roosevelt and the telephones came along and said, we're not going to help invest in the telephones.
4: <laughs>
6: Come on, man. I don't
4: know what we're thinking. I love that. All right, quit. Let's get to some emails. We've got to clear out some room for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday tomorrow. I will get to the Trump not signing the RNC pledge thing and this stuff with Iran and other stuff. I want to get to some emails. Jesse. Why is the GOP not impeaching Biden now, especially during all the Trump indictments? I believe there's enough evidence to do so, and I'm tired of their talk and no action. Are they too afraid of him, his DOJ, and what they could do to them? What say you, oh, wise one? Thanks for always speaking the honest truth. Okay, why? Why hasn't the GOP done this yet? Well, you've heard me blast the GOP a million times for how feckless and weak and pathetic they are. And you've heard me blast them for not impeaching Joe Biden yet. But I'm going to give a little bit of a different explanation next.
1: He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed.
3: That we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do is that is that my baggage?
0: It look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, Chris. I like
4: that song. I want you to play that song more. I don't think you've ever played it before. You know why? It makes me feel cool. What, Chris? Even cooler than I normally am. And I know that's saying quite a lot, right? I know that's saying quite a lot, but it makes me feel cooler than I already am. Now, back to what we were talking about here before we get to the Trump RNC pledge thing and Iran. And I am going to get to the economic news, but the guy wants to know why the GOP won't do it. And I've blasted the low-T GOP a million times. i I all that stuff's true, and I mean all that, but there is something else at play here. And this is, this is something that we're going to have to work on. I bring this up not for the GOP. I bring it up for you and for me. I It's something I have to keep in mind, something you have to keep in mind. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a student in school. Let's call it high school. He's a freshman in high school. All right, so you're 14, 15 years old. You're a freshman in high school. And... Everyone at the school loves him, and they're rooting for him, and they're cheering for him. And he has a big presentation to give that day. And so he shows up at school, and he walks by the reception desk, and the receptionist is sitting there, and of course his name would probably be Jesse, and she'd say, Jesse, you are the best. You're going to kill it today. I know it, man. Rooting for you. And Jesse's feeling pretty good about himself, and he starts walking down the hall, friends pretty girls hey jesse good luck today i know you don't need it you're the best p teacher walks by jesse you stud you're gonna kill it today i walk into the class i walk into the class or i should say jesse not me jesse walks into the class class starts cheering jesse yes presentation day teacher walks up to me and says jesse I am so excited about this presentation. And I'll tell you, I've pretty much already given you an A. I know you're going to kill it. Now, how confident am I going to be when I walk up to give that presentation? Pretty confident, right? Hey, everyone's with me. I I can't fail. I've already been given an A. I'll say whatever I want. I'll walk up and fart in front of the class. If I feel like it, just walk up and just still got an A do whatever I want that's what it's like if you're a Democrat in politics in America now let's flip it let's say there's some kid who's hated in school we'll call him Chris now Chris shows up Chris shows up walks by the receptionist desk Says, hey, Miss Receptionist, I got a presentation today. <laughs> You'll probably blow it like you did the last one, Chris. <laughs> walks down the hall. Instead of anybody patting him on the back, they're snickering at him. <laughs> oh, my gosh, here, come, here comes that loser, Chris. Up oh, here comes the F, man. Probably going to forget what he's going to say. PE teacher walks by. Instead of giving him an attaboy, body checks him into the lockers. Chris walks down to the class, walks in. Boom! Gets hit with a spitwad in the face right when he walks in. Everyone starts laughing. Ah, ha, ha! Can't wait to see the loser fail today! Teacher walks up to Chris before he gives his presentation says, Look, I don't have a lot of hopes for you. If you pull off a D, it'll be some kind of a miracle. Now, how's Chris going to feel as he gets up to go give that presentation? Yeah. About an inch high. Chris feels like the world is against him. Everyone's against him. He's the outcast. He's the one nobody's rooting for. And so it's going to affect his confidence level. When you're a Democrat in the United States of America, and remember this, all you hate commies listening, this applies to you. The truth of the matter is this. Everyone is rooting for you at all times, at all times. It goes well beyond the media. Education system rooting for you. All those, all those rich, famous, beautiful people in Hollywood. All the actors, actresses. Remember how the Obamas were at all these award shows and things like that? Late night comedy. Bell with the ball. They're all on your side. How good would that feel, right? Everybody's on your side. The music industry. They're all on your side. Even professional athletes. Oh yeah, love it. Go Democrat, baby. Every single part of the culture's patting you on the back on the way to give your presentation. They're all with you. And so when they want you to do two sham impeachments on, Joe, on on Donald Trump, when they want you to indict him in every county in America, the Democrats all puffed up and full of communism. Woo! I'm going for it, baby. Nothing can stop me. The world's my oyster. But these Republicans, I had a Republican tell me this one time. And I'll never forget it. He said, Jesse, you have to remember these people. Because, of course, I was ranting and raving against the low GOP. And he said, Jesse, you've got to remember these people. They're flesh and blood human beings. And when they leave their congressional offices and they walk to their car or they walk to a committee meeting or they just walk to lunch or something like that, and every single day the press is hounding them, you suck, you demon, you evil, you suck, you suck. Why would you? You suck. Everything sucks. Eventually, these flesh and blood human beings, they just want to get to a place where they can walk from their office to the car without getting just verbally beaten. They just break. The receptionist dogged them, the the PE teacher body checked them into the lockers, and the bad kid in class shot a spit wad in their face. And at this point in time, they're not even sure they want to give a presentation, and they sure don't feel good about giving the presentation. That's what it's like being a Republican in Washington, D.C. And I brought this up, not necessarily for them, although I'll come back to them in a moment. I brought this up for you because you and me, we have to deal with this in our own lives. Maybe in small ways you have to deal with this. Maybe in big ways. Maybe you have to deal with this in your company. Maybe the corporation you work for is totally hostile to what you believe. And maybe they know what you believe and they're hostile to you. Maybe you, and I know we have a bunch of these because I get emails like this, maybe you are surrounded by family and even friends who are total commie trash. And you're the outcast getting ridden all the time. Ah, idiot, murder, all this stuff, Nazi, over and over and over again. Whatever the case is, we have got to get to a place, and I know this is easier said than done, but it can be done. We have got to get to a place mentally where we welcome and enjoy the conflict. Because we cannot see victory without conflict, without tension, without taking on the people around us, we have to get to a place where we wade into it and smile and enjoy it. I will be frank with you, this is uh, one of the ways I believe God equipped me for this life, to run for Congress and for this, because I've always kind of been like that. My cousins used to tell me when I was a skinny kid and we'd go out and we'd play on Grandpa's Farm that I would walk by them and I would just shout verbal abuse at all my cousins, and they're all older than me and bigger than me. And he's, they used to laugh because they said they'd chase me down and they'd hold me under the hose and they'd slap me and spray me in the face with the hose. And they said I wouldn't stop. And the second they stopped, I'd just start talking mess again because it's loved it. I loved the conflict of it. Just a little snot is what I sound like, to be honest. But still, we have to embrace that kind of mentality. And I know that's easier for some people who are built that way. And it's harder for other people who are built that way. But if we are going to operate trying to, at all times, avoid tension, avoid conflict, we have no chance whatsoever because we are with people, we are surrounded by people who live and die for conflict. That's all they want to do is agitate and scream and yell, agitate and scream and yell. And if our instinct is like the GOP instinct, run, hide, make sure everything's done right, please don't yell at me, we're finished, we won't win. But if we embrace a new mentality... We can win. That's my point. All right. Let's talk about this RNC pledge thing and Trump. But yeah, that's why I call them the low TGOP. I'll never forget that conversation. I think I've shared it with you before. They just don't want to get yelled at anymore. And it's why they so often adopt the left's language about things. Uh, you've heard them. Oh, we can do clean energy. Just surrendering coal. Just no more coal. No more oil. No more gas. The low TGOP. Maybe if we had testosterone levels up, the GOP would be able to speak boldly and be the leaders we want them to be instead of the pathetic followers they actually are. That's why I want to send them all chalk. They all need a male vitality stack, every one of them. 20% increase in testosterone in 90 days naturally. No needles in your arms, no little clinic, natural herbal supplements. My goodness, go. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code JESSE. Get you 35% off subscriptions. Go now. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and we're going to dig into actual... We'll get to some emails here in a minute, and we have to deal with some church... uh, America's church problem here in just a couple minutes and let's do do this really quick first though first, remember tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday ask me anything all three hours are the questions you email in right now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com get those emailed in now, I've got 8 million emails about this Trump pledge debate thing here's the deal for those who are out on it there's a debate the first debate There is a rule for the GOP contenders who want to attend the first debate. There's multiple rules, by the way. But one of the rules is the GOP, everyone who wants to take part in it, has to sign a pledge. What does that pledge say? The pledge says, if I lose the primary, I will support the GOP nominee in the upcoming election. Okay? So you get the deal. Not going to not going to insult your intelligence by repeating that or or explain it. You know what that means. Ron DeSantis signed it today. I'm sure they're all going to sign it. They're all signing it. Trump's not signing it. Said he didn't sign it. And he said in the interview that I'm not going to sign it because there's three or four people in this thing that I wouldn't support at all. And I don't know who those three or four are. I think we all know Mike Pence is probably at the top of that list. Trump absolutely hates Mike Pence with the fire of a thousand suns. So he said he's not going to sign the pledge. And the Trump haters have spent the day defending it. No, uh, criticizing him for it. The Trump lovers have spent the day defending it. That's really how that works. Everyone with a MAGA hat on right now listening to the sound of my voice says, Yeah, good to go. And everyone who hates Donald Trump says, What a ridiculous traitor. How could he say that? I'm just going to tell you what I've told you before. Donald Trump, when it comes to the debates right now doesn't feel like he has to debate. And look, I'm not talking to you right now as a voter. I'll tell you my feelings as a voter in a minute. I'm talking to you right now who dispassionately analyzes this race. And I, when I do that, it makes you mad because I don't love your guy or hate your guy, whoever your guy is. Donald Trump does not feel like he's threatened enough by the other candidates in the race to have to debate. Therefore, if you're Donald Trump, in his mind, why would I stand on the stage and let everybody attack me when I'm going to win easily? It's that old argument they make about the number one pick in the draft, in the NFL draft. Why would he go to this, uh, why would he go to the NFL combine? He's already the number one pick. All he can do is hurt himself. What's he going to do, be the number one plus? That, that old thing. And I will tell you, From a campaign standpoint, if I'm on Team Trump, if I'm in that room, that's the smart move. And if I'm one of the other candidates, let's say if I'm on Team DeSantis, if I'm in that room, it's Team DeSantis' job to ensure Trump is threatened enough that he feels like he has to debate. That's Team DeSantis' job right now. Close that gap to the point where Trump feels like he has to. Because I promise you, if it's five points, nine points, Trump's on that debate stage. You won't have any other choice. You, you, otherwise, you'd lose too much momentum. Now, that said, no matter which team you're on, no matter how you feel, again, I don't stress this, because the GOP primary voter has all the power in the world to choose what he wants. All the power. If you're somebody who hates Donald Trump and this is this is a, a, real, a real problem for you, and I'll tell you, I don't like it at all. Me personally, personally, I despise it because it tells me he doesn't think he has to earn my vote. And I feel like they all have to earn my vote. I don't give my vote away to any of these people. But setting that aside... If the GOP primary voter doesn't feel that way, and they're going to go out and overwhelmingly vote for Trump anyway, then the GOP primary voter will once again, as they do every single time, the GOP primary voter will get the nominee the GOP primary voter deserves. When we got crappy Mitt Romney with better candidates in the race, we deserved Mitt Romney. It wasn't cheating, election cheating. No, that doesn't apply to GOP primaries. Nope, that's a cop-out and an excuse. Nope. The GOP primary voter went out and state after state after state and, boop, picked Mitt Romney. If the GOP primary voter doesn't think Donald Trump should have to debate, then Donald Trump doesn't have to debate. And you can get mad about that, and I understand the passions that arise when you start talking about the primary. I do. I, I know that's something that... Just gets people all kinds of worked up. I get that. But the truth is, the GOP primary voter will get the GOP nominee he deserves. Period. End of story. If the GOP primary voter doesn't care, then that is what it is. I would suggest, because most people are on a team, most people, look, it's human nature. People pick a team. Most people are on Team Trump or DeSantis. And so... You're going to get extremely passionate about these things, and I'm not telling you to stop caring or stop being passionate or stop fighting for your guy. I'm really not. But it wouldn't hurt to build a little bit of acceptance in the back of your mind that the GOP primary voter overall will get the nominee he deserves, period. End of story. Now, we have to have a talk. Before we get to Iran and the economy, You know, I'll get to the economy first. And then I will get to this Iran-America stuff. And then I get to this church stuff. And I get to some emails and all that other stuff next hour. I do want to make sure you know this. I want to make sure you know that Roosevelt was all over the telephone. People
6: sometimes say, why are you doing that? Imagine if a long time Roosevelt and the telephones came along and said, we're not going to help invest in the telephones. <laughs>
4: Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know what we're thinking. I'm telling you right now. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can tell me I'm wrong till you're blue in the face. But I will not believe you. We are going to, a small part of us, a small part of you, a small part of me, we are going to miss Joe Biden when he's gone. We've had to laugh at a lot of presidents. We've never gotten laughs like this. That's pretty fantastic. All right, we'll deal with this The economic news. Ah, Hang on.